Welcome to the Open Places Podcast, where we fill the gaps in our lives with true character. Today, we're going to hear from Wanda on the character quality of diligence. Let's listen in. Do you struggle with being diligent? I think we all do in certain areas of our lives. Diligent is defined as determination, careful and persistent work or effort. It's also to urgently and seriously take care of something. So to put it plainly, diligence is more than just hard work and discipline. It has the added element of working with excellence while quickly taking care of a task. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 9.10, Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. This tells us that the diligent man or woman makes every effort to a completed task to the absolute best of their ability. The Bible speaks of the diligent worker. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. We learn that those who are thoughtful, careful, and attentive with their plans will flourish. But to the one who never thinks before he acts, quickly engages in affairs without careful consideration of the possible consequences, brings himself and his family to poverty. Then we have Proverbs 12.27 that says, Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch but the diligent makes use of everything they find. This first contrasts the lazy person and the hard worker. The Gill's Bible Commentary explains it this way. The lazy man takes no pains to get anything for a livelihood by hunting or otherwise. And though he loves to live well and eat roast meat, yet what he roasts is not what he has got himself, but what another has labored for. Then there's the contrast. The substance of a diligent man is precious. What is gotten by industry and diligence in an honest way is valuable. It comes with a blessing. There is comfort in the enjoyment of it, and it continues. The Bible encourages us to be diligent in many areas of our lives. I'm going to highlight just four. The first area is diligence in seeking the Lord. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 What does this mean? It means that the inclination of our hearts should be to seek him because he wants to be found. It's not that he hides from us, but he desires to be the priority. He should be first in our hearts. The scripture tells us that when we seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, he will give us everything we need. You must be willing to sacrifice anything that competes with him. You must remove from your heart any conflicting interests or competing desires that will put God in second or last place. When you treat your relationship with the Lord as something that is optional in your life, what you will undoubtedly miss out is on getting to receive and experience the fullness of who God is. When you don't understand who God is, the less likely you are to want to seek him. If you don't diligently seek him now, ask yourself, who is God to me? Is he a stranger? Because if he is a stranger, then you don't want to talk to him. Is he just some remote higher being that you read or hear about but have no relationship with? You see, God is not something. He is someone that is to be loved and obeyed. When we diligently seek God, our reward is God himself because it is his good pleasure to be found by all who long for him. The second area is diligence in making your calling and election sure. 2 Peter 1.10 reads, I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. 
For by doing these things, actively de developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. We are to diligently examine and show that we are Christ. This doesn't mean that we have to prove that we are saved through a list of works. God doesn't save us, call us, or even use us in his service because we are deserving, but because of his wisdom and grace, he chooses to do so. It's grace from start to finish. God wants us to have assurance of our salvation. The best way to do this is to constantly pursue godly virtues and actively growing in our Christian life. You see, to make one's calling and election sure is to live out the Christian life in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's more than just saying, I'm saved. To those who are saved, but never actually grow in their walk with God, might actually be left wondering if they are really saved or not. You see, God doesn't expect perfection, but there should be evidence of spiritual growth and transformation in the Lord by way of the fruits of the Spirit. God has given us eternal life, and this eternal life is in His Son, Jesus. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does, so that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have eternal life. They will be living testimonies of the power of God to change lives. 1 John chapter 5, 11-13 The third area is be diligent to handle the scriptures rightly. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Because God's word is true, we must pay attention to it and take its message very seriously. This involves a personal commitment to studying what the word of God says, learning how it applies to our life and the world around us, and then actually doing what it says. Unfortunately, too many people treat the Bible very lightly when it should be taken very seriously. They don't give it much importance because what they really want is to continue living in their sin. They don't really want God to tell them what to do. They would rather associate than dedicate themselves with, to what the Bible has to say because it's just easier. There is a right way and a wrong way to handle God's word. We are not giving free reign to interpret the Bible any way we see fit. And yes, while there are many Bible verses that can be applied to different situations and circumstances, it doesn't mean that the overall meaning changes. God has spoken to us through his word and he commands that his followers exercise diligence in handling it in accordance with the intended purpose and interpretation. Context and consistency is everything. If our lifestyle contradicts the word of God, then something is seriously wrong. Either our lifestyle is wrong or God's word is wrong. And since it's impossible for God to lie, we are left with only one conclusion. We're wrong. Anyone who twists the word of God in order to prove their false doctrines and beliefs destroy themselves and others. Bible ignorance is a choice. Because even the simplest method is better than not studying or living off of somebody else's Bible study. Believers must be committed to diligently handle the word of God in a way that brings glory to him. When you handle God's word with respect and reverence and not as some fishing expedition to pluck from it only what fits your agenda, the Holy Spirit comes along alongside of you and gives you understanding and discernment. It glorifies God when we keep his word. It glorifies God when we grow in grace, knowledge, and truth, for then we become more like him. The fourth and last area. Be diligent in developing a godly character. 2 Peter 1, 5-7 For now this very reason also, 
applying all diligence. In your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. Applying all diligence means that the Christian life is an active life, one which contains a continual call for watchfulness and activity. The steps for spiritual growth and maturity are listed quite clearly. Not only do you need faith, but you need moral excellence. And on top of that, knowledge, followed by self-control, then perseverance while growing in godliness. And don't forget about being kind to your brother. And finally, love. Growing in Christ requires all these characteristics. And we must add these characteristics to each other. If any of these steps are lacking and are not flourishing, then the end result is a poor, intimate knowledge of God, which leads to poor spiritual growth. The Lord gives us faith. However, it's up to us to grow and to develop into mature Christians that produce spiritual fruit, which glorifies God. The Lord is willing and able, but it requires commitment on our part. Christ's divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He enables believers to display God's character effectively. This comes through maintaining a close relationship with Christ. Jesus calls it abiding in him. It is the Holy Spirit of God who empowers and enables us to keep things in balance. When we rely on him and allow his guidance in our lives, he keeps us from extremes like being so free in Christ that we forget holiness to feeling like we have to prove our salvation through legalistic rituals. When you commit to growing spiritually, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in your knowledge of Christ. This is why Peter tells us repeatedly in verses 5 and 10 to give all diligence to do these things. The diligent person grows in their relationship with the Lord because of the effort he or she puts into learning from him and obeying him. If we're going to be successful Christians, we must learn to be diligent in our walk with the Lord. I'm Wanda on this segment of Just Keeping It Real. Thanks for listening to today's Open Places podcast. As we stay committed to repair, restore, and rebuild. As women, wives, and moms, we are standing with you to help see you grow.